This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I cannot express the gratitude what my son came and visited you. Dr. Jacobs is in his 41st year as a sports psychologist. I have seen a change in youth sports in the last 10, 15 years. I've talked about it a lot on this show. The Sports Psychology Hour. The best advice on the radio each and every week. Failure and losing and screwing up is something that happens in life. It happens in sports. And I think we have to teach kids how to do that more effectively. This is where sports talk gets real. That word playing, it's gone from our society in a lot of ways with kids. I wanted to tell you what a great service you provide to this community. I listen to your show every week. Thank you for what you do for our community, for all the parents, coaches, and athletes. And now, here's your host, rated one of the best therapists in Kansas City, Missouri, by OnlineTherapy.com, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810, WHB in Kansas City. I'm here every Sunday morning as we talk about the mental side of sports. As you know, our shows are podcasted everywhere on my website, winnersunlimited.com, and all the major podcast apps. I've been on the radio for a long time, Kansas City, 32 years of my 22nd year here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And I enjoy doing this show with you every Sunday because we delve into your mind. We, we talk about things like concentration and focus and sportsmanship and egos and winning and losing and confidence, attitudes, mindsets. And take your calls, get into discussions with you about these things and if you've been listening to the shows, you know the last uh, few weeks I've been talking about the topic of coaching abuse. And I want to talk about that today and go on a little tangent with it as well. Because it it continues to come up. I had a new client this week who is a basketball player, a female basketball player, who has been verbally abused by her coach, a male, calling her names, insulting her. She's 16, not a little kid. She's a teenager. She's really good. But her club coach thinks the way to motivate her is to insult her and calling her derogatory names. So her dad called me earlier this week, says, Dr. Jacobs, can, can you see my daughter? I've listened to your show the last few weeks, and we need to deal with this. And this young lady is apparently a very talented young woman, very skillful, but has a club coach, and they're, they're about done with summer basketball, who feels the way to motivate her is to curse at her, call her names, and tell her why she will never succeed when she screws up. So this happens a lot more than we want to talk about. You know, the, I do this show every week to bring up topics in the mental side of sports that aren't talked about most of the time. You know, the regular shows during the week, they talk about who's going to get cut or why this team's terrible or whatever, but they don't get into the mindset part. And rarely do they talk about this because people don't want to deal with it. And I'm not afraid to. That's why I do this show. 
And as a psychologist for, you know, since 1981, I'll be starting my 43rd year of work the day after Labor Day, which blows my mind that I've been doing it this long. 43 years, starting the day after Labor Day, I've been doing this work. And I've run into this my whole career. I've had to deal with it. I've had to deal with coaches who got belligerent and hostile. It's it is it shouldn't be happening. I mean, I look, I get it when when a coach gets frustrated when the team's not playing well, or a coach gets frustrated when an athlete's not doing their job. But this stuff happens so much, and you know, people don't want to talk about it because they're scared to. Last week, I had Mitch Lyons on the show from back in Boston, Massachusetts. He has a, a program called End Abusive Coaching. And you need to check out his website. You need to go on there and, and write stories about stuff that's happening to you because he's trying to educate people, especially in the educational system. Why do, why do coaches at the high school and junior high, middle school level get away with this stuff? Well, because they're friends with the administrators, friends with the principals. Maybe they've won. Oh, we got to toughen the kids up. Come on, you got to toughen these kids up. We live in that, that soft time where kids aren't tough enough. They've got to get stronger. And you got you got to push them. You know, they've got the helicopter parents, all this stuff. So a lot of these coaches think the only way to get something out of these kids is to get abusive when they coach them. And that's just ridiculous. Why would you, as a coach, cuss out a 12-year-old for striking out does that 12-year-old's teacher at school, their science teacher, cuss them out for missing a couple questions on the test? Of course not. Well, at least I would assume not. There needs to be better coaches' education and training about the psychological aspect of what you do. I want to open up our phone lines and see if we can get some calls in here early. It's early in the show. Normally, we don't get calls till towards the end. But I'd like to hear from you. If you're a coach, how do you coach the kids you coach? What do you say to them when they fail? What do you say to them when they screw up? What do you say to them when they miss a shot or strike out or, or fall down, make a bad play? How do you coach them? How do you communicate with them? What do you say to them or what do you not say to them? Our phone number is 913-3810810. I want to open up the phone line so we can get some calls in here about this. How do you coach kids the right way, a positive way, an encouraging way? I know there are a lot of coaches listening to this show. They're, they're on their way to practices right now, even on Sunday mornings. They're on their way to competitions right now. Softball games, baseball games, basketball games, volleyball games, soccer games are all going on. I know we're in the dog days of summer winding down into July right now. And a lot of teams are finishing up their summer seasons. And we're going to get ready for high school, middle school stuff, college. Can't wait for the NFL to start, by the way. All that's about to happen. You need to have a game plan as a coach to handle success and failure. You need to have a game plan how you're going to talk to the kids you coach. So I'd like to hear from you if you coach, and I don't care what level you coach at, 
I'd like to hear from you and get your thoughts. How do you coach failure? What do you say to kids, the athletes you're working with, excuse me, when they make a mistake? How do you work with them and get them to get better? 913-3810-810 is our number. So we can get some calls in here. I know it's early. I'd like to hear from you. If you coach kids and you feel you do a good job of that, you work with them and you understand the mindset part, the psychological part, how do you work with them that way? This is this is one of the silent topics, and I say silent topics because people don't want to talk about this. They're afraid to talk about it because when it comes up, you got to confront stuff. You know, in all these years I've been doing this, I've been I've been hearing this stuff forever. Now we have one side of this this discussion where people say coaches have got to toughen kids up. They're weak. They're mentally weak. They're soft. They're not pushed enough. You need to get under their skin. You need to get them upset. Well, there might be one or two kids on a team that maybe will respond to that in a constructive way. But I think most athletes are not too excited about their coach cursing them out, insulting them, degrading them, making fun of them. So when you've had a coach that does that, how do you respond? As a parent, what do you do when you have you know a coach who's getting derogatory or insulting with your child? What I hear too often, and this individual, this dad that called me up and met with the parents, the dad who called me up about his daughter's coach said, Doc, I don't know, you know, do I say something? Said your daughter's sixteen. The first thing needs to be done. She needs to say something. Well, she's scared to. Why is she scared? She's afraid he won't play her, even though she's the best player on the team. Well, she needs to speak up, and if he doesn't play her, then that's where you need to get involved, and you need to meet with the coach with your daughter, and say, "Look, we need to talk about what's going on here." My daughter's talked to you. You're sitting her down. It's not constructive for you to cuss at my daughter. It's not constructive for you to insult her. If she's not playing well, you need to coach her. You need to talk to her about why she's not doing well, not verbally degrade her. Why do you think you need to do that? See, I think this stuff needs to be confronted, but people are scared to do that. You know, forever, coaches, the, the, the mindset of a coach is this tough-talking, strong-minded, gruff person. Well, yeah, it's coach. You, you know, they got to push him. Well, you're right. Coaches need to challenge kids to see how good they can be. I've worked with the Olympic team. I've worked with professional teams. I've worked with college teams. I've worked with private teams. I've seen coaches do this, and I haven't been afraid of my role to say something. One professional coach then fired me and insulted me, saying I was basically encouraging these pro soccer players to be weak. 
he didn't last very long. This is an issue that people don't want to talk about because they're scared to. Okay, Cavell, you want to jump in here? What do you want to tell? What do you want to share with us? Covell's my producer, by the way. He's doing a great job. Started up a few weeks ago. So he's always got some good opinions here. What do you have to say about this? Well, what I do say is people should definitely hire you because you're good at what you do. I didn't pay you to say that, by the way. No, no, you didn't. But I'll say don't get started and not finish because me and you, remember we had that show a few weeks ago. And it's like started my therapy session. And then I went home and I was like and and I was almost like just thinking about my life. (laughs) So, like, after the first visit, you need to keep (laughs) you need to keep revisiting. Because here's the deal. This is a topic people don't like talking about. Yeah, because, well, we you know, we're paying money for this coach to coach our kids and we trust their judgment. And okay, that's great. But when a coach goes over the line verbally or even physically, I mean, look, there's a gymnastics coach here in town who's under investigation by Safe Sport. It's documented. It's it's in the news. This individual has been accused of things over the years. Okay, he's still coaching. Yeah. Okay, because he's produced successful gymnasts. Now, there's stuff that's gone on with this individual who I'm not going to mention his name or get into it, but the guy wants, he, he sent a memo out once when I had a couple of the girls in his gym come to my office and he found out about it, he sent a memo out. If, if anybody from his gym came and saw me, they would be terminated. Mm. I don't know if that meant Arnold Schwarzenegger terminate termination or I what. Hope not. Yeah. I'd hope not. Okay. Because he didn't like the fact that I confronted him on being verbally abusive with the gymnast once. The problem is it's about ego. Cavell, it's about ego. And a good coach checks his or her ego at the door. Yeah. A good coach, it's not about them. It's about the kids they're coaching. Yes, you want to win. You want to succeed. You want to get better. But the goal is to help guide, instruct, develop, discipline when appropriate. Okay. If, if a kid's screwing up and their attitude's bad, a coach's job is to pull them aside Talk to them about it and deal with it. And I'm going to use an example I've shared on this show before. Mm -hmm. Jeff Montgomery, who co-wrote, along with Pete Malone, my book, Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. Jeff Montgomery is the Kansas City Royals' all-time leading closer with saves. He has over 300. I met Monty in 1990 when I was one of the first sports psychologists in baseball with the Royals. was there full-time. Jeff and I spent a lot of time talking about a lot of things. Great guy. Successful athlete, came from a great family, great parents, met his parents, wonderful people. His mom was a hell of a golfer, by the way. And he retired and he started coaching kids. He decided to coach baseball team. My son tried out, was the last kid that made the team. I'm not afraid to say he's the last, but he made it. Yeah. And while Monty was coaching, we had a young man who had a bit of an attitude problem, didn't like to screw up or fail. So one time he's pitching, one time he's pitching, and he threw his glove down because he walked a guy. Monty called timeout, calls timeout, and goes to the mound, says to this young man, look, 
you can't do this. You can't throw your glove down. You've got to deal with failure. It's going to happen. If you do it again, you're going to have to come out of the game. Well, guess what? The next inning, he did it again. Monty went out, called time, took him out of the game. Said, you're going to sit next to me on the bench. Young man was all upset. Monty talked to him. And then he said, we're going to work on this, your attitude in practice. And that's what he did. He didn't get angry at him. He didn't get cuss him out. They worked on this. And this young man got better. And, you know, I think a lot of coaches are in a position where they can't pull a star of the team or a valuable member of the team to take that time. So they're like, you got to learn on the fly. And I think that's sometimes where, hey, just figure it out happens. You well, know? Wait, wait, wait. why can't they? What If you've got somebody screwing up, why can't you? Well, because the like, ideally, you're supposed to just take your time and handle it and coach the players. But what ends up happening is we have to win right now. So we don't have time to ha- deal with that. It, no, see, I don't agree. No, no, I'm saying that's what, ha- I believe, you know, like on top of the ego and not really knowing how to be a leader, I think it's sometimes that is the case. The, you know, because sometimes the right decision is let me take my player out of the game in the fourth quarter or in the last inning to show them a lesson. But if I do that, we may lose. Well, so, okay. So what? It, it, what's more important? Winning at, in youth sports, even at the high school level. I know high school coaches are going to tell me what I'm full of by saying this, but it's more important to teach these kids about life lessons with what they're doing than winning or losing. Yeah. I know you want to win. I know you want to win, but you've got to deal with that. All right, we're going to go to commercial break. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. If you're a coach, I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. 913-3810-810 is the number. How do you coach failure? How do you coach losing? How do you coach bad behavior when an athlete is not doing well? At the same time, how do you coach success? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB here in Kansas City in our suburb in Overland Park, Kansas. Hope you enjoy the show. I'm here every Sunday morning talking about the mental side of sports. And today's topic is this issue of coaching abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse, whatever it might be. But I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. No one's called in yet, and this is a topic that we all need to address. If you, you know, we're, we're at the end of summer now. The summer sports are winding down if they haven't finished up. Usually most of the summer sports finish up now by this last week in in July. And then we get ready for high school, the fall sports, middle school sports, those types of things. I'm talking about coaching. I mentioned last week I had Mitch Lyons from endcoachingabuse.com on the show. You should check out his site because he has a great philosophy about dealing with this, especially the educational system. He said coaches who abuse in high school – who are successful, they get away with it because they're successful and people don't want to deal with it because because they win. So what happens is winning becomes more important than than personal development and how you treat people. And should that be how it is? 
You know, at the professional level, it's about winning. But I'm not talking about professional sports here. I'm talking about youth sports and high school sports. What should be the most important factor when your kids are playing sports? All the way through high school. Yes, at high school, you want to win. You want to win the state championship. I'm proud to say I went to Shawnee Mission North High School, graduated in 1972, and we won state in football all three years I was there. We lost one game. But you know what? I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of those guys. Still keep in touch with several of them. One of my good friends, Bob Swift, was our, Bob Swift was our kicker, punter, backup quarterback, starting running back, starting safety. And Bob almost broke his neck tackling back then. Had to have surgery. Thank goodness he was playing basketball at my house one Saturday after a game. My dad came home, who was a physician, and mentioned, you know, his neck was bothering. My dad looked at him. Two days later, Bob had a halo in his head. You know, he's lucky he didn't get paralyzed. Well, but he went on to play tennis in the spring, was on the tennis team with me, and was the place kicker at the University of Kansas. He couldn't tackle anybody. He was told you can't do it, even though he wanted to. But he kicked. In fact, in the Liberty Bowl, and I think it was 1973, in the rain, he kicked off, and he was kicking off barefoot. And I remember Bill Fleming was the announcer, made a big deal about KU's kicker was kicking barefoot. Sports, you know, we remember those things. You remember those things 50 years later. And we play sports for the excitement, for the thrill. But when you've got a coach who is abusive verbally or physically and you don't do anything about it, what do you remember? You remember that later on and you're harmed or damaged by it. All right. No one's called up yet. I I really am surprised. I I really think we should get some calls on this. 913-3810-810 is our phone number here. I'd like to hear from you if you're a coach. And maybe you've seen other coaches who are verbally abusive or even physically abusive with their athletes. And what do you do when you see that? What do you say to the kids you're coaching when they see it? Do you go up and talk to that other coach? Most people say, no, 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 Doc, I don't want to get involved. I don't want to say anything. You know, the guy might be having anger problem. He might try and clock me. I've heard that from people. Do you turn them in? Well, yeah, you can turn them into the league. But see, here's the problem. When you have a coach who wins, this is this is youth sports or high school sports, doesn't matter. When you have a team that's winning and the coach is borderline on, on being verbally or physically abusive, people sweep it under the rug. Well, it's going to toughen those kids up. It's going to make them stronger. That's hogwash. That will leave a negative impression on those kids for life. And I can validate that because I've seen it in my practice in 42 years. I've had professional athletes in my office. Athletes who've made it professionally. Baseball, soccer, even football. I work with an NFL player right now. An NFL player who's really good. And he's had to deal, he has had to deal with this 
a lot when he grew up. You know why he survived? Because he had great parents. He had great parents who weren't afraid to speak to the coaches about it. And he said, Doc, you know what? When my kids grow up, and he's got young kids, a couple of them, I'm going to make sure these coaches treat them right. They're not going to talk down to them. They're not going to be rude to them. And if they are, we're off the team. I said, you just quit? He goes, yeah, I'm not going to put up with that. I'm going to make sure I find out who these coaches are before my kids play. He's got two girls. And I'm sure they're going to play sports. And he said, "If if, and this is a big dude too, but he's a very nice man. He said, if they do anything verbally abusive along that line, I will talk to them about it. I'll give them one warning and then we're gone. And I, I will not be afraid to turn him in. Here's the deal. This happens a lot. Happens across the board, but people are scared to report it. People are scared to bring it up. All right, 913-3810-810 is our number. I think it's a stigma of softness if you do bring it up. I think that's why a lot of people don't mention it. Like Paul George in the NBA a few years ago, I think during the pandemic, during the bubble champion, during the bubble run, I think he said that he was dealing with mental health, and that's why he wasn't playing good, and he was dealing with some things, and he got roasted for a while. I actually think NBA players were disparaging him during the games because of it. I was interviewed on CNN in December about, I, I can't recall this, this young man's name, NBA player, first-round draft pick from a year ago. He played with Dallas and Memphis, who quit because of anxiety and stress. And he said, I've had it for years. I just can't take it anymore. I mean, he made it. I mean, he's the Pac-10, Pac Pac-12, whatever it is. I think I know who you're talking about. I can't he, think of his name. Yeah. He he was the freshman of the year. Goes in the first round of the NBA. Last little more than a year and he's done. He said, I can't take any more of the pressure. Okay. And there's stuff that went back to growing up, how he was, what he was told. Okay. He's had a Band-Aid over it for years. Right. Mental mental toughness. Come on. you got to be tough. you got to go out there. you got to handle that. Okay. Well, there's some truth to that. you got to handle adversity. You have to handle failure. You have to handle screwing up. But a good coach teaches their athletes how to do that. A good coach doesn't insult them and degrade them, call them names, curse at them, you know, yank them or phys- physically do stuff because that happens too. You know, I still, I'm surprised no one's called up, Cavell. I'm, I'm surprised nobody's called because this, this is such an important topic. But see, the problem is people don't want to talk about it because they're scared to. Yeah, I don't want anybody. No, I don't want it. You know, I don't want my kid won't play. They'll kicked off the team. Well, you know what? Do you want to play on it? Do you want your son or daughter playing for a coach who degrades them, insults them, and is abusive? There are people who will say, "Well, yeah, it's going to toughen them up." You know, this whole helicopter parent thing that goes on. They're, the kids are too soft. Here we are. We we are in Johnson County, Kansas, where this has happened for years. People are accused. Oh, the parents are. They're too soft. They don't want their kids to to fail or be disciplined. Well, you know what? There's a difference between mental toughness and mental abuse. Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Want to hear from me if you're a coach or a parent. If you're an athlete and you've had a coach who was 
abusive with you, verbally or physically, how did you handle it? Did you did you just try to blow it off? Did you deal with it? Did you confront him? Did you say anything? Most people are scared. Here's the deal, Cavell, okay? People are scared to say things about this because they don't want to lose their playing time. They don't want to be kicked off the team. They don't want to cause problems. They're scared because if I bring it up, I'm going to be labeled as weak. You know, they'll be called all kinds of names. I think it's a sign of strength when you bring up something like this, when this happens to you, because you're not afraid to confront negativity, hostility. You know, look, we all have to deal with it. I'm I'm not in favor of abusive language. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of calling people names like certain political candidates are doing. I think that's ridiculous. I think you treat people respectfully. Now, if you've got an athlete that you're coaching and you've got an athlete on your team who's not doing well, they're not playing to their potential, what should a coach do, Cabell? Let me ask you, what do you think they should do? So what the coach should do is break down that player. And I don't mean break, like in their head, break down. So, like, what is the issue? Is it a effort thing? Is it a focus thing? Is it a not capable to do a thing? And then identify which one though that is and then tackle it as such if that makes sense it's like you know when i was in management who what where why and how you just ask questions and figure out you know what's wrong who did it where is this problem coming from how can you you, you know what i mean uh, yeah i know exactly what you mean but but the problem is no but they, they don't they feel like they don't have time to do that in the moment it's easier to just say Blank, blank, blank. When you've had a coach who has won, okay, they, they've been successful in the record of the team. Their ego sometimes gets inflated, right? Yeah. Not all the time. And can I give you a quick example? Go ahead. Uh, my brother, he played college ball at UCM last year. What sport? Basketball. And he started, he was a big part of the team or whatever, but the coach was on the hot seat. So when things went wrong, it was a panic. He ended up getting fired at the end of the year. But during the year, you know, he was so he's been there for eight years or nine years. So he was so worried about losing his job. He didn't have time to slow down and actually do what he's his job is coaching, if that makes sense. So it went to the point, fix it, figure it out. No, you're the problem. You need to do this. You need to do this. And it didn't work for him. And he got out of there. I think there's a lot of guys in that situation. You spoke about ego and you spoke about, you know, just different things that I think a lot of coaches aren't evolved enough to deal with. Okay, you mentioned the word fear. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is fear? What's fear in sports? What? What? Why are people afraid to confront abuse in sports? Why are people, why, why are athletes, parents or even administrate. You know, like I said, I mentioned Mitch Lyons who we had on the show last week, endabusivecoaching.com. Okay. Go go check him out. Okay. His whole philosophy is people are afraid to confront it, well, because they've been successful. So, you know, they'll just have to deal with it. But it's not acceptable. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe in the days of Bo Schamblecker and Woody Hayes, when, you know, Woody Hayes was famous for, you know, punching a player on the other team. 
maybe that was that was acceptable back in the 60s. This is different now. Now, a lot of people say, well, we're teaching people to be weak. I think we're teaching people to stand up. You know, I've talked about mental health on this show since I've been on the air. I started in 1991 on the radio. I moved, I've been here 22 years. Been on the radio 32 years. I've talked about mental health in sports forever. And forever people, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd hear, oh, you know, I was listening to part of your show. I don't listen to all that mental health stuff, man. You know, athletes, got, they got to be tough. I'm like, athletes are people. They have feelings. They have emotions. They laugh. They cry. You know, they hug. They, 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 they express. I mean, you know, I, I got to be the Kansas City Royals psych, first sports psychologist in 1990, full time. That's, you know, was there George Brett won his third batting title. I got to see Bo Jackson every day. Bo Jackson's one of the toughest people, mentally and physically, I've ever known. But he's also a very kind man and a good man. Okay? But people say, oh, Bo, yeah, Bo is a stud. Yeah, he was. But he's also a person. He had, he had feelings, he had emotions. Good guy. Great guy. He was raising three kids. His wife, Linda, and he raised three kids. You know, I think in sports, though, a lot of times it, you're valued as how do you value the team or what's your skill set? How do you, how do you, how are you in that world of sports? And then, oh, he can speak. <laughs> yeah, well, you're, you, you know, here's the deal. You know, we're, we're what's the word I want to use? Blessed, uh, lucky to have Patrick Mahomes here. And this young man who I've never met or spoken to, you know, I've worked with several Chiefs players over the years. Uh, Mitch Morse, who was the chief center, now with Buffalo, has been on the show. Mitch, Mitch has worked with me. He's, he's shared that. He, what a lucky guy he is. He's, he's the center for Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Been in the playoffs every year he's played. The, these guys have all told me, great guy, a great teammate, cared about everybody, didn't insult or degrade people. You know, something didn't go well, they talk about it. And, you know, we've got, you know, Andy Reid here who, is obviously you know Hall of Fame coach, but you hear that about him too. Yeah, when when something is going wrong, he will pull guys aside and talk to him about it. Travis Kelsey's talked about that a few years ago when he, when he you know got angry, lost control in the game, threw something at a ref. Andy Reid wasn't happy with that, but they were they talked about it. That's been discussed. That's what coaches do. You know, I've used the example. There was a playoff game with the Packers and Seahawks a few years ago. Special teams play. There's an onside kick. The ball bounced off a Green Bay player's helmet. Took a weird bounce. Special teams goes ripped off his headset. The guy went to the bench screaming at him. He had to be pulled away by other players. That guy sitting with his head in his hands. There's still about four four minutes left in the game. The guy had to go back out there. Well, where do you think his head was at when he went back out there? And, you know, a lot of times, say, in the NFL, if they get on a guy and he can't, respond to it well it's next man up right but but see but see you also have to understand when you get to that level the professional level coaches have to be good psychologists in terms of understanding their players and the problem at youth sports you know even at the high school level a lot of people coach i know there are a lot of high school coaches they're coaching, well, I play tennis, so yeah, I'll, there's no tennis coach, I'll do it. Or they need an assistant soccer coach. Well, I played soccer when I was a kid. Make a little extra money. Mm-hmm. All right. 
that's great. But but there's not training, and this is the problem. There's not training in terms of the psychological aspect of what you do for kids as a coach. It, it, It just doesn't happen. There'll be a sportsmanship seminar you take, something like that. That's part of their training. It's included thirty for, minutes before practice or something. Well, there in in their training, there's there's usually some kind of a sportsmanship clause there, but it's not about mental training. All right, we're going to go to a break here. I'd love to get some calls. I'd love to hear from you if you're a coach. I'd love to hear from your parent. I'd love to hear from your athlete. How have you dealt with abusive situations when you played, when you've coached? What did you do? Our phone number is 913-3810-810. Give me a call and let's talk. We're on Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHB. Good morning, everybody. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. This is the Sports Psychology Hour here from our flagship station, Sports Radio 810 WHB. And today's topic is one that I think people need to really think about, and that's how a coach coaches your kids, how a coach coaches in general, the language they use, the behavior they use, and how they deal with negativity, how they deal with failure. How, what do you teach kids when they fail? What do you teach kids when they screw up? What do you say positively or negatively? You know, this, this is a topic that I will bring up again as we move along because this stuff happens all the time. No one's called up today, which is surprising. I really thought we'd get some calls on this topic, but the fact of the matter is people don't want to talk about it because they're scared to. They don't want to bring it up. If you're a coach, you're a teacher, you're a guide, you're an influencer, you're a psychologist, you're a friend, you're, you're a disciplinary, and you wear many hats. What happens, though, when... Issues come up. It, it, I think it's because a coach's ego gets in the way. You, we're going to start fall sports here in the next couple of weeks. The high school sports will start practicing. The fall sports teams are going to start getting organized. And if you're a parent, your son or daughter is going to be on a, on a team this fall. Youth sports, high school sports, middle school, whatever. I guarantee you somebody out there is going to have a coach who's going to coach their kids, who's going to go too far, verbally or even physically. And it's your job as a parent to not be scared to talk to that coach or the school administrators or the the club about this coach and their behavior. But a lot of people don't want to do it because they don't rock the boat. They don't want to say anything. But what happens is who gets hurt by that? The kids who are being coached by this, this leaves an an impression on them for a long time. Years ago, I worked with a high school basketball player. And this is something I've talked about forever, this topic. I had a high school junior basketball player. He was a stud. He's being looked at by a bunch of colleges as a junior. He's a point guard. Played on a team here in Johnson County in Olathe. At a practice, they had a drill, had a play, where he passed the ball to another player. The player cut the wrong way. He didn't pass the ball incorrectly, passed exactly where he was supposed to, but
but the player cut the wrong way. The ball went out of bounds. They called time, huddled up. He got drilled in the back of his head with a ball by the assistant, one of the assistant coaches. They came over, knocked him down, came over and yelled at him for throwing the ball out of bounds. He'd had some issues with this coach, which we had talked about. He walked out of practice, called his parents, said, I'm quitting. His dad came up to the school, went into the administrative offices, and confronted the athletic director and principal about this. They said it was hard to believe that this coach would do that. The dad came, I know this because he came in the next week and told me all this. The dad said, my son was hit in the back of his head by a ball from the assistant coach and you're doubting it? We are leaving this school as of right now. He will never walk, come back in here again. They also owned a home in the Missouri side. This young man transferred to a school in Missouri, finished his basketball career there, went on to play in college. Guess what? This coach wasn't disciplined. He, he, he stayed on. He's still there. They didn't do anything. Why? Because the coach said this kid screwed up. He had to be you know, taught a lesson. You don't. You don't do that. But what happened is they let him stay. Now, why do you think that was? And I think part of it is, like, whoever is in charge of the coaches, I believe they have a whole bunch of other things that they're doing. So they're like, if it's not – you even look at colleges, you know, those administrators, they, they're like, can we sweep this under the rug? I can't deal with this right now. And then it just gets pushed down the road. You know what I mean? Mental – the mental health aspect of sports is now talked about. It was swept under the rug for years. This was probably, gosh, how long ago was this? Probably 10, 12 years ago, this issue. It was swept under the rug because people don't want to talk about it. Well, now, now it's talked about. Why? Because you have professional athletes and Olympic athletes like Michael Phelps and Simone Biles and Naomi Osaka who've come out, at Kevin Love, have come out and, and shared the fact that this is an issue. There needs to be training, and this has to start with training, for coaches, not about X's and O's. They need to be trained in that. But they need to be trained on how to coach kids, how to coach young people. What's the positive thing to say? What's the negative thing to say? How do you coach failure? How do you coach negativity? How do you coach winning? How do you coach confidence? It's not about... I have a a Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl jersey framed in my office. And on that jersey, he wrote the initials F-O-E. Focus on effort. He's one of the stars of the Kansas City Chiefs. Focus on effort instead of focus on results. That's our our philosophy, his effort, not the result. When he goes out and plays and does his job, he wants to succeed. 
and what he does is is very highly noticed. If he does well, or he does poorly, every everybody know, knows knows it. So his whole focus is on the effort he puts in. When I work with with athletes at all sport, that that's what I talk the effort. The results are going to be there one way or the other. But when you have a coach who's only co- focusing on results. They sweep effort under. They sweep the mindset under the rug. Surprisingly, no one called up today. This is a topic I will bring up again. We will talk about. I know people listen to these podcasts all over the place. If you are listening to these podcasts, I want you to think about this. If you have a, if you're the athlete, or you have a son or daughter who's the athlete, and there's some kind of verbal or physical abuse going on on their team, on your team. Speak up. Confront the coach about it first. If that doesn't work, go to the administration. If that doesn't work, go to the league. Don't be scared to speak up. I'm talking about this today because this happens a lot. I had, like I said, a new client this week, a high school basketball player, 16-year-old girl who has an abusive coach. You can't be scared to speak up. Go online. Go to, like I said, Mitch Lyons' website, End Abusive Coaching. Look at what he talks on there. Talks about there. And don't be afraid to call me. I don't care where you are if you listen to these podcasts. I'm actually getting emails from overseas from a couple people. My phone number is 816-561-5556 at my office. My website is winnersunlimited.com. My email is drj at winnersunlimited.com. I don't care where you are listening to these shows. Get a hold of me, and I will talk to you about it. I will give you some ideas on what to do. Your mental health, the, the mental health of your kids, your mental health is so important. My definition of winning is did you go out and give your best effort that day? It's not about the result, it's about the effort. And if you put in the best effort, then you've got a real good chance to succeed. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I hope you enjoy our shows. Once again, all our shows are podcasted. You can go to my website, winnersunlimited.com, click on the podcast tab, and you'll be able to listen to them there. Go to all the major apps, especially SoundCloud, which... I've, I've noticed has had over 300,000 listens to, to my podcast, which is pretty amazing. And also tune in every Tuesday from 7 to 7.30. Facebook Live, I do an interview. This week I'm going to talk about with a couple in Albuquerque, New Mexico, about a program they're setting up for kids' sports. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you enjoy the show. Have a great week. Stay safe. We're on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 810 WHP.